All right. Welcome to another Pro Football Doc Sports Injury Central podcast. Yes, it is me. It doesn't look like me. I've got a sweatshirt on for the first time, and my voice is still terrible. No, it's not Vegas voice. I swear I went to Vegas with this voice. Came back with it worse because it's so hard to talk there. Feeling somewhat better. Actually, I was sick for a good part of it, which actually helped my Vegas time, you know. Didn't do as much, uh, et cetera. Went to an Aztec game, F1. But this is all about football primarily. We may touch on college football, but NFL football. We're done with week 11 except for, quote, the Super Bowl rematch Monday night. And I think it's really interesting. Taylor, Jacob are here with me here. Taylor's off camera. Jacob, has there ever been a Super Bowl rematch this late in the season? where both teams are leading their prospective conferences and they're both coming off a bye because that almost makes it like a Super Bowl setup. Late season, leading their conferences and coming off bye weeks, both sides. That's like what the Super Bowl is, coming off bye weeks. Has no, that ever happened point. before? We're trying to ask the research department here. Yeah, just, Taylor, Taylor's you know, the research department says he's off mic. Uh, no, that's a good point. <laughs> I, I, incredible that they're both still so healthy too. I mean, that's part of why they're leading their respective conferences, but Dallas Goddard is the main absence for uh, the Eagles and the two middle linebackers. One on each side. Yeah. Some corner, some uh, secondary depth issues for the Eagles, but the chiefs have had wide receiver depth issues at least in terms of performance. (laughs) Uh, So that'll be uh, interesting there. And uh, I know you'll probably tease it, but you guys will have some sort of, Interesting. You guys are hot. All the guarantees have come through, knock on wood. Yeah, 3 you know uh, on our guarantees uh, leading up. Thanks for the segue, Doc. Uh, we got a guarantee for tonight's game. Uh, so you sign up for sick picks, and you'll get that guarantee. Uh, if that guarantee uh, prop doesn't hit, then you'll get your money back um, guaranteed. So, Yeah, my, my whole th- thing is, as I always say to you guys, I'm in the kitchen. I'm preparing the meals. How you guys serve them, what you pair them with, and what wines you pair with them. That's you guys. The picks and stuff. I give the injury information on the games tonight and this weekend, and we set up the field views. And then what comes from it downstream is is the algorithm and what you guys do with it, et cetera. So appreciate that. You guys have been hot there, um, yeah, especially with the guarantees. Our big five-star player this week was Dallas, minus 11.5. I know double-digit spread scares people off, but all the injuries uh, to Carolina secondary caught up with them, and Dallas looked pretty good. O-line's coming together a little bit. Tyron Smith's back and... This, this shows you I'm not a handicapper. When you guys came to me and said all the injury information is all over Dallas, I was like, on the road, on grass, Ryan Burns coming back, back door, this, that, the other, yeah. new offensive coordinator, Frank Wright calling plays. I don't love it. But you guys are like, no, trust the process, the injury information, what we do, this is what it is. This is the guarantee, five-star. It's very clear from injury analysis, and it and it – Worked out, which is why I'm not a handicapper. You guys are, yeah. <laughs> you guys are uh, just the information here. I want to look ahead to to this week. Obviously, a short week. Uh, three Thursday games get you get through, and a uh, all new Black Friday game. So uh, let's hit some names for those ones. Uh, Green Bay, Detroit is the morning game. Aaron Jones left last week with the MCL. Uh, just yesterday with the MCL, got bent back, kind of weird. Uh, he said he had to towel over his head because he thought maybe the ACL was involved, but 
obviously, uh, obviously good news so far. No, no involvement of that. They said non-surgery. Did they say that? Cause he was worried about the ACL. He that's said that himself. He said oh. he, that's why he had the towel of his head yeah. distraught. So that goes to don't judge the reaction. Cause <laughs> players always fear the worst. Well, that's what I always say. Don't judge the reaction to the injury. Don't judge the throw in the helmet. Don't judge the cart. Don't judge the tears or emotions and whatever. Judge the injuries. Aaron, follow us on Twitter. We said <laughs> MCL only. You'll be okay. Not for Thursday, but you'll be okay. We could have helped you out here. We like delivering good news. MCL only. He does wear those MCL braces. He's had MCLs on both sides. Right. The, uh, look, I'm glad he's happy with the news. No ACL. We didn't look. It didn't look like ACL, but. With the MCL, they're not playing on. He's not playing on uh, Thursday there. Yeah, a little bit of a cluster too. I mean, they have AJ Dillon, but the uh, third string, maybe fourth string, uh, Emmanuel Wilson uh, dislocated his shoulder playing in limited action after Aaron Jones went out. So I'm assuming he's out Thursday as well. Short week, if especially if it's first time, it'd be very tough. Uh, into another game, Washington Dallas is the next one. Um, no real new injuries in that one, but Lane Van Rush is a big loss in that uh, defense for them. Done for the season. Uh, I think we've highlighted that probably going to hang it up too with the previous neck issues that uh, have been following him since the draft. So that's that's a key one. Except for their O line, O line's coming together, but it's still a little banged up. Terrence Steele kind of rounding the form with that uh, multi ligament. Well, the one thing I'll say about Leighton Andrash is that <clears throat> if he quits football, he can leave, live a completely normal life. It's just that if you have a further disc issue after fusion, Further fusion, further fusion rules you out from football, but you can live a normal life, right? And so at least that's good for him. But yeah, that'd be an interesting game. Dallas is hot. The Giants upset the Commanders. Yeah, couldn't shower after as a whole ordeal. So <laughs> they get to go to Dallas. Shower pill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of that. That's that's a rough one. Tommy. Well, DeVito, actually, Tommy see, DeVito hands three I, touchdowns I, on you, and then you can't even shower it off after. Yeah, you can't whatever shower the stench up. Look, look, it's an easy line there, but let me tell you something. It's not accurate that you couldn't shower. That's fake news. Couldn't, couldn't hot shower. <laughs> Correct. The water was working. The water heater was not working. You could have cold showered all you want, but there was no hot shower. You can't uh, get a stove working. You get the bucket. You warm it up within the pot. You know. I've had to well, do that for. <laughs> here's my next level of curiousness. After a game, of course, showering, but there's a lot of cold tub action going on. Yeah. But apparently, the word I heard was that there was some malfunction and they couldn't fix it because, in order to fix it, they would have to turn off all the water and they couldn't turn off the water at the stadium during the game, et cetera. Right. Did they have hot water before the game? It's a good question. Because what are you going to do with all your hot tub stuff before the game? Yeah. Not to I, warm up before the game. I feel like that would have come out before the game if they didn't have hot water then. I don't know that anyone's asked the question, but yeah. I don't know. Um, but usually there's a lot of hot tub action. Some of the tubs self-heat a little bit. I don't know. Though Usually you're trying to pour in, help it out with I don't, some hot water. Do the beat writers have the uh, in-depth knowledge of all the, the <laughs> cold tub, hot tub, that kind of cadence before I, games? I don't know. I didn't even <laughs> ask the question until we talked yeah. about it right here. But insider knowledge, not insider information. If we had insider information, we could have told you what happened there. No, I, I haven't called anyone about it. But I don't know. It's just a question. But I would assume it would have been fair for both sides, right? I yeah. Mean, both sides wouldn't have had hot water, I would assume. 
I don't know that we want a lot more shower analysis from you, Doc. So let's, let's keep, stick with the injuries. Uh, Seattle, San Francisco is the night game, uh, big division matchup. Both teams hot. Uh, Kenneth Walker left the game with the oblique, quickly ruled doubtful. Um, Geno Smith had the. All right, let's talk Kenneth Walker first, and then we'll get to Geno. Uh, Kenneth Walker, you see him playing Thursday at all? Don't think so. And he pretty clearly was oblique. Now, oblique muscles, torso, you could call it core, often attaches to ribs. Very painful. It's like a painful stitch in your side. The only chance of it somehow he could be injected to play, but I would put him on the doubtful side. Um, Chris McCaffrey did come back from that in one week. Is that yeah, but there's maybe different little degrees, different degrees. degrees of it. He was. We didn't notice a play on Christian McCaffrey. Right. He was stretching in, and it was sore. This is there was a particular play, so I think it has to be higher grade. Right. <clears throat> Therefore, I don't think he comes back. Pete Carroll called it a legit. So he's usually on the optimistic side that doesn't sound optimistic. So maybe, like you said, it's a little bit worse than what. Forget that it's a legit tear. I want to know what's an illegitimate tear. Yeah. I think it's more like he's always of the attitude, oh, he'll shake it off. He'll be out there. But now it's legit. So he's giving him he's giving him an excuse to miss the game. Pollyanna Pete, right? If he's negative at all, I think you have to be very careful there. Geno Smith uh, looks like you're. Early positivities come true. I mean, he was out for a good stretch. Drew Locke threw that pick, and then he, Gino comes back for the last drive. Seemed like they had a bunch of different wraps on it, like a cold wrap, and then he was throwing, then they put on a warm wrap. And uh, it looks like uh, Pete specifically said it was a hit to his tricep that blew up on him and prevented him from throwing for a bit. But he said uh, he's not rolling him out for Thursday. has a decent chance to play, so that'll be a big one to watch because I don't think any Seahawks fan want Drew Locke playing four quarters. My first, me, first take is if you could read body language and emotion, Drew Locke was not happy that <laughs> Geno Smith came back into the yeah. game. But what are you going to do? You don't have yeah. a choice. Look, I've been around long enough. Actually, it was a game in Seattle. I could get it wrong. I could get it wrong, but it was in terms of the exact sequence. But it was the craziest quarterback sequence I've ever heard seen in my life. Ryan Leaf was our starting quarterback, and he had thrown a couple of picks. Then he gets yanked by head coach Kevin Gilbride. <clears throat> Craig Wheelahan comes in the game. First pass, he throws a pick. <laughs> and he gets yanked, and Ryan Leaf comes back in the game. Next position, he throws a pick. And he gets yanked. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> what is going on here? Obviously, that was so long ago. We'll have to look up the details of that. I, I mean, I'm so traumatized by that that I can't even remember all the details. But <laughs> it was in the old indoor Seattle Superdome or whatever you yeah. call it, in the old indoor structure before the new stadium outdoors. But anyways, Geno Smith is going to return to play. This is where we said in-game. This is not a Brock Purdy. He caught his elbow, arm, not in the same way. I actually don't even think it's triceps. Triceps is more posterior. This is more on the inside. Part of the triceps, I'm not faulting Pete Carroll for saying triceps. I don't see how Geno Smith doesn't play. Now, also, I don't think they put ice on his arm. Ice is to shut yeah, it down. Yeah, that was from the beat writers. I don't know if they knew 100% it was a what wrap. the wrap was. It was like yeah. a heat wrap, uh, trying to loosen it up. We'll show you the play again. He It, it was the, the main hit to the arm that you saw, but then he kind of gets hit on the, the backside of his arm as he's going down too. So maybe that's that's what Pete's referring to. But you were worried about the the elbow stopping from the, the throw. Yeah. All I care about is not Brock Purdy right. last year. So as long as it's not that, we're okay. Yeah. 
Uh, the other one, uh, so those are Thursday games. Uh, Friday is uh, Miami at the Jets. All new Tim Boyle regime underway. Uh, Makai Becton left that game with the high ankle. Uh, that's the 13th different O-line combination the Jets have used so far. So maybe the 14th this time with uh, Billy Turner maybe filling in for Becton. What, it's tough to tough to ask Zach Wilson to step in and be effective. I don't know that we're expecting a lot different from Tim Boyle. I mean, Tim Boyle started some. Um, yeah, I don't think Makai Becton's going to be there. Right high ankle, according to what we're saying. Uh, I feel bad for Zach Wilson. I mean, people are memeing him, tripping backwards right. as he falls and, and the whole deal. <clears throat> I mean, it just goes to show you it's a really fine line. If you look at all his film for BYU, he was really good. And he's shown flashes, but here, like, it's just it's a very fine line, you know, in the NFL. I think it's interesting, too. Like, early in the offseason, we were asking the question, can the Jets O-line keep Aaron Rodgers healthy? Obviously, it was a freak occurrence that got him out for the season, but it's not like uh, Zach Wilson had a perfect O-line situation, everything set up for him. So it kind of gets lost in the shuffle that they've had so many different issues on the O-line. You're right. Well, that's what we said in the preseason. The O-line was, was what was going to let the Jets down this year. It wasn't going to be their defense. It wasn't going to be Aaron Rodgers. It wasn't going to be their receiving core. Or even with our panning Brees Hall, clearly he did better than we thought, and Dalvin Cook did worse, but whatever. It was the O-line that gave up the sack that hurt Aaron Rodgers. It was the O-line that obviously has a ton of issues. There was a Shepard tweet that explained all that. Today they've had almost seven different O-line combinations. They haven't scored in a while, and that's specifically due to the Yep, Tim Boyle versus... Dolphins. That'll make at least the fiftieth new quarterback this yes. year, right? Yeah. No, I had that later on the list. Uh, Jake Browning's going to be forty nine, and then because uh, uh, I was looking, forty eight teams uh, quarterbacks has started. It's not the forty nine number. Forty eight, not So, be so Jake Browning will be forty nine. Tim Boyle will be fifty. Well, Tim Boyle will be forty nine. Then Jake Browning will be fifty because Jake Boyle plays Sunday. There you go. <laughs> Jake Browning <laughs> plays Sunday. <laughs> new different starting quarterbacks. Right. This season. Counting Josh Dobbs twice. Right. Um, the Oh, that's where you get the 49 is Josh Dobbs twice. That's what I wasn't thinking. 48 quarterbacks, but 49 combinations of quarterback. I got you. Uh, the other one's A-Chan. Um, Mike McDaniel already talked about A-Chan, said, uh, found out it's the same knee. It's not going to require surgery. We're just getting extra feedback and decisions on that. Uh, then roll him out for this week against the Jets. He said it's pretty much day-to-day. I'm going to have a little fun with Coach McDaniel here. We said it to Aaron Jones. Maybe you should look at the – tweets or the website maybe you should we told you it was the same knee in game <laughs> that was the same mcl that he left for now yeah i don't expect the head coach to remember which knee it was in the heat of action all you in the heat of action the head team doc the head athletic trainer does not talk to the head coach period now a lot of times because we're at the edge of the box and we're standing next to the head coach he's got a headset on i don't think i've ever had one full-on conversation with a head coach during a game. I have to think about that during the heat of battle game. They just want the information, and there's a channel. So it does make sense. I I was kind of making fun of of Mike McDaniels. We found out. It's not like he doesn't know. That's not the detail. They just say he's knee, he's out right now. That's all. He doesn't need any more than that. You know, He's not asking which knee, how bad is it, how long is he out for. He's in the heat of battle, right? And so then afterwards he found out. So his being honest – uh, but it just sounds funny like coach speak, but he's being honest. He found out later that it was the same knee. That's true. And um, my video was the same knee. 
very mild. Bad news, same need. Bad news, re-aggravation. Good news, very mild. No surgery. But we don't think he plays Black Friday. Why? It happens so early and so quickly. Roster spots are precious. You got to put them on your 46-man roster. How many plays did he last? Two. He had two touches. So Two touches. You can use that spot for, I don't know what their lineup is, an eighth offensive lineman instead of seven, an extra this or instead of that. Um, and you want him to get healthy for what? It's You need him for stretch run, not oh, yeah, this second. Stuff, yeah. Quicker turnaround, short week. If I have to read the tea leaves here, he is not going to play on Friday. After two carries, six weeks absence, two carries, and re-aggravates the knee, he's not playing on Friday. Just not, and if it were the Super Bowl, he would play. Right. But this is different situation. It is interesting with the new IR rules. I know you didn't deal with that a lot with your time as a team head position, but it's kind of interesting the timing of it. I mean, Justin Jefferson, uh, they opened his practice window, but they said not week 11, uh, maybe not week 12, but yet there's a week 13 by, so that kind of comes into play. Do you think they rushed A-chan back a little bit, or is it like you're not going to return a guy at 100% because 80 is a good week in the NFL? It's hard to tell with those. I mean, he re-aggravated, so everyone can fairly say you rushed him. But, right. you know, he could have gotten an MCL on the other knee, too. So hard to say. It seems like they took their time mm-hmm. from the perspective that we thought he could maybe avoid IR, yet he was an IR and he was six weeks. So right. from that aspect, they took their time. So it's hard for me to throw stones there that they didn't. But now that there's some feeling that maybe they were too quick. They're not going to make the same mistake twice. Yeah. So I don't see him playing this Black Friday game. Um, they've got other healthy backs, and they'll make other roster decisions. I think you've seen firsthand the difference of speed and practice in the game, too. As a guy looks fine in practice, checks out all the drills, checks out all the tests, and then you get in the game and he tries to push it that little bit more, and then reaggravation happens. We've seen that with, with hamstrings, all that. Which is also why I don't believe Justin Jefferson plays till after the bye. Now, Minnesota, they lost. Heartbreaker there at the end. But, look, they need no setbacks from Jefferson. The only way he plays this week, if he shows he wants to, he shows them he's really 100%, and they feel like there's no advantage of giving him the extra week. Otherwise, I think they wait the extra week and get the extra rest with the bye and then bring it back. It, it's always interesting behind the scenes too, because we they get the bears next week on Monday night. And we're always like, you don't think they're going to rest them for the bears doc. <laughs> if anything, they would play him for the bears because they view that as a divisional opponent. They don't view it like fans. Okay. Right. Oh, so it's the bears are two and nine who, or two and seven. First of all, yeah. in my experience in the NFL teams, don't overlook other teams. No one says, oh, the Cardinals are this, or the Panthers are this, or the Bears are this. If anything, the Vikings are saying that's a divisional opponent. Now, fans will say it's a national TV game where you should be able to win that one, and you know they count wins and losses. Coaches don't do that. Now, it's possible that they say, look, uh, we're not going to utilize Justin Jefferson that much this game anyways based on scheme, Mm And we may da 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 da, or it's more important for us based on scheme to have Justin Jefferson the week after the bye. Let's not risk it. They will do some of that, and the 
calendar watching in terms of resting, but nobody says it's just the Bears. Look past them. If anything, it's no, that's a divisional game. We should play him because the divisional is one of the early tiebreakers. Yeah, that makes sense. No, they're not not counting wins. That's a slippery slope. Seems like in a locker room that oh, we we have to win or we're going to win this game easy. It's not a good uh, mentality to come in the game with. I found your uh, Ryan Leaf game. Okay, give it so, give it to me. Just uh, so um, <laughs> Ryan was fired that season. So oh, I know that. So it was June Jones actually later. This was a June oh, this is a June Jones game. game. Yes. Okay, my bad. Sorry, June. June's the best. I love June yeah. Jones. Third quarter. So by the way, Willie had five picks, Leaf two. So there's seven total picks. Oh. Third quarter, Newland throws a pick. They put in Leaf. Leaf throws a pick. They leave Leaf in. Let a field goal drive. Stayed in another drive. Fumble touchdown. Put in Wheelahan. Pick. Put in Leaf. Pick. <laughs> there you go. Let, let, let's put oh, this way. It's pretty wrong pretty good memory, I, Doc. I, 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 I got bad. it completely wrong, but I chalked it up to PTSD. Seven picks. I mean, okay. <laughs> sorry. Can't keep them all straight. Well, sorry. Sorry, Ryan Leaf. I thought you were the starter and got pulled. It was Wheel of Hands the other way around. Leaf had already been benched. It's Wheel of Hands the starter. Leaf got put. In other words, can you blame me? I couldn't keep track of who was the quarterback. I mean, it was just Leaf rookie year. Boom, boom, boom. In, out, in, out, in, out. And uh, June Jones, love June Jones. He he could have been our head coach. He chose to go to Hawaii. He had a great offensive mind. He chose to go to Hawaii. I mean, one of the best, I'll give you a little anecdote about June Jones. He wanted the team over real quickly. He did something that coach, I haven't seen a coach do. In a team plane, look, I'll give you a guess. Where do you think the team doctor sits? First class, business class, coach. With the players. <laughs> no, <laughs> not even with the players. The back. Yeah. back of the bus. Yeah. <laughs> Near the bathrooms. We're in front of the... We're in front of the team radio guys, but not not much more than that. Usually it's head coaches up front, and uh, sometimes it's the entire coaching staff. Sometimes it's head coaches, GM, and veterans. You know, sometimes they do it by big guys. June Jones sat like one or two rows away from me when he became the wow. head coach. <laughs> That that shows you something. And Man, the people. Hey, we we had some conversations back there. Yeah, I was. Let's put it this way: if the plane had an emergency landing, there's no question I'd be out the back door, not even the middle door. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm almost the guy that needs to open up the back door. No, just kidding. Usually, the very last row was the radio guys that would travel with us. But oh, that's not entirely true. The back row, if the team had any sponsors on the trip mm -hmm. the paid you go with the team <laughs> you know you think you're going to be sitting up there with philip rivers and lt first of all you enter the plane from the back you're not even taking the same <laughs> stairwell you exit from the back you're not even taking i mean you'd see them you'd be yeah. on the same flight and i guess there was no security that would tackle you if you walked around the plane i suppose <laughs> but you know uh they were behind me but that's about it <laughs> <laughs> he's an XFL great too. He was a uh, PJ Walker's coach when they first started, when they did really well. Nice. And he's um the offense coordinator of Seattle Dragons last year. There you go. Shout out June Jones. Still in the game. Do you know how who came out of that the starter? Ryan Lee for uh I'm blank on the other guy's name. Craig Willihan. Craig Willihan. Where did Craig Willihan go to school? <laughs> Research <laughs> department. University of Pacific. <laughs> oh wow. UOP, I've been he there. Wasn't on the team after that year. It was where? What city is UOP in? 
Say uh, Sacramento, but not really Stockton. Stockton, that's what it is. Home of Stockton Ports. Home of who's the most famous people NFL related to be from Stockton? Oh, I, oh, I don't gosh, know. Come on, I know. I don't know. The Spanoses. Oh, really? Really? They're from Stockton. Wow. Yes. Didn't know that. Alex. And they adopted SoCal after that. Yeah, that's part of that. People in San Diego didn't ingratiate them, oh, even that, though that's why they're, they're even though they lived bit, here yeah. and the kids and the whole deal. But yeah, they're, they're the Spanish family's big benefactors of yeah. UOP, North Carolina or North California, South Cor- Southern California rivalry. They're right in the middle of it. That makes sense. I want to mention one other name too on that on my list. Uh, Joy Bosa. They said X-rays were negative on that foot, so they said um, Rapport was leaning towards. He hinted at a sprain. I don't know that we've had that specifically at all, but look, is it a fifth metatarsal Jones stress fracture that doesn't show up on X-ray? It's still in the picture. Got to wait and see what the MRI shows. Um, let's hope it's a sprain. But here's the bottom line: he usually plays on the defensive right side. This is his right foot. Yeah. Right foot getting around the edge. He's going to miss some time, and uh, I would be. It would be great news for the Chargers if he could come back after short-term IR. Mm-hmm. I would be surprised if he didn't hit IR. Given the Chargers season, we'll see how where given, they're at given four the, weeks from now, five given weeks Given the now. position that he plays yeah. and, and what have you. Backup just as good on IR due to a foot fracture. So that's two, that's two at that spot, yeah. Rushing, so it's just going to be Khalil Mack and Co. Yeah. Wow, that's a big blow for the Chargers. Uh, let's get who's, to who's, who's calling the plays for them defensively. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> what, what do you make of that? Why don't be so defensive? You're the head coach. I know I, you're, look, the, you're look, a defensive guy, but don't be defensive. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see the same. I, I shouldn't have made that comment. I'm not hating on Brandon Staley or any coach, but you got to have some thick skin for yeah. this job. And and I don't know the circumstances now. If a reporter baited him for the fourth time asking the same question i could see him being human Mm -hmm. and remember coaches want to win too but yeah i mean there are better ways to uh to to put this uh kind of thing and better ways to explain things look a lot of coaches communication here's the thing that i've noticed about coaches how do you get to be a head coach What's the pathway? Uh, work or usually position group, and then you work your way up, and to be a coordinator, right? Right, typically. I mean, or you come through college, yeah. But you're you're okay, Brandon Saley. You're a good, great defensive mind. Now we hired you, or you're a great offensive mind, and now we've hired you. Where is the training to be a head coach? I feel like it's on the job. I there's not a lot of mentorship that's available unless you're under a great head coach but then usually that job's not available for a while yeah and and let's say you do get some mentorship when you're coaching even if you're a coordinator you think the head coach is really setting said like now this is what you need to do when you are the head coach <laughs> right he's this been, is how you handle a press conference he, no, that's, yeah, too much yeah he's like drinking from the fire hose head coach a little bit like and if how often to position coaches and coordinators speak to media. Not rarely, that if at all. Often. Yeah. But all of a sudden, 
they're told they need to be the great communicator. Yeah. And I think sometimes some things get lost. Hey there, listeners of the Sports Injury Central podcast. Ever felt the wear and tear of intense training? We get it. Recovery is crucial. That's why we're introducing you to Mushroom Life. Unlock the natural power of functional mushrooms with their range of tinctures, soft gels, and more, all designed to support your well-being and elevate your performance. And for those days when you just want to kick back and relax, check out their euphoric mushroom gummies. Perfect blend for that post-game relaxation. Very nice of them to send us a sample pack. I can't wait to dig in on my next off day. Now here's a treat for all our loyal listeners. Use the code SIC and snag an incredible 50% off across the board. Dive into the world of mushrooms and elevate your wellness journey. And always remember, shroom responsibly. Head over to Mushroom Life now and discover the magic of mushrooms. Click link in the bio in the show notes, mushroomlife.com. That's mushroomlyfe.com. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Now it's not an easy exchange being up there, the only one answered questions and taking responsibility, to, all this stuff. Now, I know we do a lot of coach speak, and I don't think we're critical of coaches. We're right. just trying to interpret what they're saying. But like we said last week about Matt Eberflus, he got so much crap about Justin Fields for saying he's out of the Thursday game, but he's doubtful. And media just hammered him for it. Yeah. It's simple to just say he's officially doubtful because we're leaving hope alive, but I'm telling you, he's not going to play. Right. Really simple, right? <laughs> I mean, would have explained it all. Yeah. Instead, it got testy, and I'm telling you, he's out. We're still listing him as doubtful. Both things are true, but just like you know, there's a whole different level to it. Yeah, they get caught up in the minutia when there's a game status specifically, and you're saying, "Why is he this game status, not the other game status?" It's, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Splitting hairs a little bit. Yes. Uh, some other big divisional games. These ones are on Sunday, but uh, some injury issues involved. Um, Saints at the Falcons. Saints have a, a host of issues, but they had a bye. So Derek Carr expecting him to be back. He, um, just, uh, they just released Phil Saros said he's still in concussion protocol. So he's going to have to progress. Doesn't doesn't necessarily mean he did suffer concussion. Still but. in concussion protocol. You want to take that as good news or bad as bad news? I don't take it as bad news. If the word was he still has concussion symptoms, that's bad news. Right. Nobody gets cleared from concussion protocol on Monday after a bye week. Yeah. The earliest you would get cleared is after Wednesday, a- after a full practice, because you need a full practice. It, it could happen Tuesday, I suppose. But until you do a full practice, you're never cleared from concussion protocol. So for no one should read into that as negative news right now. It's neutral news right now. Too early. Too early. He's still in concussion protocol. Not shocked. He could be out by Wednesday when the injury report goes. Right. Now, and even if he's out, not out by Wednesday, he still can practice and progress through. Right. Like, you only have to get out of the protocol by the end of the week. Saturday at the latest, they could get it all the way through. So right now, I still don't have worries. Now, if the reports were different that he has symptoms of concussion still, that's a different story. Right. That he's still in concussion protocol. Who was that on the Eagles? I don't even remember. It's not the same thing. I saw something on social media. There was an Eagles player that had been out of football for 30 oh, years. I, I'm not remembering his name, but he got like disqualified and just never applied for reinstatement. And he was on the. He's still on their roster. On the exempt list or something. Like something for like twenty nine or thirty years. Yeah, Taylor, find the name. And then last week he like showed up on the transaction reports that he's been released. <laughs> Bernard Williams, fifty one. Bernard Williams, that's it. Was. Final game, 
Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, it's not quite that, right. okay? But you get what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> there, there are idiosyncrasies of the system, and that's one of them. Now, by our internal data, just uh, for this season, fifty-nine percent have returned at, in the two-week span. Twenty-two percent have cleared without missing a game. But if someone misses a game, fifty-nine percent are back for that second game. Fifty-nine percent of the remaining seventy-eight percent. Right. So. Let's think about the math here. Right? <laughs> can, we, can we not? <laughs> no, I'm serious about this. If you're saying Derek Carr has a 59% chance of playing this week, I would say that's not it's high higher, enough. Yeah. It's higher than that. 22% of players play the first week. You take those 22% out. Right. Of the remaining 78% of players, 59% of those play the next week. So 59 over 78, do the math. That's the number. Yeah. Okay, that's the number. something percent. Yeah, I'd say it's eighty. Right. So that's good. That's not that good. Good sign for him playing, and and, and those are fifty-nine of seventy. Yeah, seventy-five point six. All right. Yeah. Oh, rounds to eighty. Winner. <laughs> rounds to eighty. <laughs> and that's just our uh, concussion protocol tracking. Just guys that are have been in it. So uh, good news for Derek Carr. Uh, you like Mike, that roundup? No. Uh, really. <laughs> We'll go to the scoring table for that one. Uh, Michael Thomas, I know they were kind of non-committal about his knee, didn't say specifics. Uh, you saw hopefully just MCL is this week too much of a stretch for him. I think so. And then Lattimore is a high ankle, so probably too no soon Lattimore. for him as well. No, no Lattimore. Last podcast, that's a bigger loss. Their number one corner, and they already have a really good safety, a good defense, not a good offense. So right. Uh, Steelers against the Bengals. Um, T. Higgins. Does he have a chance to come back? I know he missed two weeks with the hamstring. It was a short, short week last week. So maybe first week he's has we a realistic look at practice reports. I, I, we can't tell you how bad the hamstring was because it happened in practice. It is, yeah. But he's a speedster. So, I mean, questionable. What side of questionable? I don't know yet. But I would not put him in the expect him to play. He's in the questionable bin. I know that's going to boost the total a whole maybe point. It's at 34 and a half for uh, Kenny Pickett versus Jake Browning. <laughs> that's not gonna be a not gonna be a fun one to watch um got got some other fancy relevant names uh cooper cup was one from the weekend that uh we didn't mention at the top of the show uh right inversion ankle sprain you saw by video uh he did have one in early october that was the same thing he did come back to the previous game didn't come back this time so people are a little bit more concerned is he, he gonna came, be out he, he week- came back for a little bit didn't he uh he didn't come back to the game oh, uh, against the seahawks back. Guy, guy that looked like him is a little 81 trammel guy, so it did look like him. <laughs> I don't even know that I saw anything. I thought you guys <laughs> said he came back. Um, anyways, I don't think it's significant for Cup, so we'll see. Yeah, they get the uh, Cardinals next week, so division matchup. Got to expect that he'd uh, try to be out there. Uh, Dallas Goddard, we mentioned being out. Is it? Are you? Is uh, any coincidence that he's not on IR? Is that just roster move hadn't been made yet? I'm not, I'm not well, really sure. First of all, the, the roster move doesn't need to be made until they need the roster spot. Right. Um, maybe they plan on carrying him. I don't know. Um, they still could make make it ahead of the game tonight if they needed to. Yeah. So not done for the season, um, regular season, but uh, still likely out, what, two, three weeks after this? A little bit uh, more. I, I think he returns in December. Just when in December? Yeah. Um, 
continuing topic is those hip drop tackles, Doc. I know you, we bring it up to you and see your eyes roll a little bit. <laughs> but uh, Mark Andrews did go out with it. Lamar Jackson was hurt on it a little bit Thursday night. It's, it's always when it's a, a college prime kid. time game. College Jordan kid, Travis. Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis, a, a Dak Prescott ankle fracture, yeah. ankle fracture dislocation because of it. We'll sum it up here and, and we'll keep it short here because my voice is <laughs> not lasting. Thanks for bearing with me. 100% hip drop tackles have higher rates of injury. And from an injury perspective, hip drop tackles, if you're trying to outlaw dangerous acts, I'm not saying intentional, but acts that put players at risk, hip drop tackles are one of them. Hip drop tackles can be as dangerous as horse collars. Sometimes more, depending. Same, get your ankle caught, broken your ankle. So if you're a purist about helping injuries, you should outlaw hip drop tackles. The question now is, what do you want Logan Wilson to do? He's hanging on to Mark Andrews' waist. He's trying to bring him down. It's not flag football. If he doesn't add his body weight to the equation, Mark Andrews scores a touchdown. I get it. You could say, let him score the touchdown. I don't know what the answer is. You can't hit high, can't low. You got him wrapped up. And you, okay, maybe if you swing, if you launch and swing your legs, maybe the egregious hip t- drop tackles. I think it's hard. I'm going to talk about it at length. I'm going to interview Marcellus Wiley on it t- yeah. uh, tomorrow when we uh, chat a, l- a little bit about his thoughts on hip drop tackle and how you out loud. The only other thing, and in, in, in people will call it, you're making football a pansy sport. Maybe if you have both arms around the waist, that it somehow becomes a super quick whistle in exchange for no hip drop tackle. Like, yeah, if you know, I can see that going wrong so many times. Though, There's yeah, so many I get times it. This is this is where slip the, slip the hip grab. Yeah, this is where. It's difficult right. if you're trying and so trying to throw the from a pure on. injury perspective, yes, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. But what do you want these defenders to do? And what do you want the new rule to be? Yeah. I think that's the difficulty for the NFL. No, nah, that's a fair point. Uh and we talked about it a long time ago. Kenyon Drake complained about it when yeah. he was with the Raiders, and we agreed with him. That was several seasons ago. Uh, kind of on that vein, I got piece of the week. I got Josh Dobbs or Matthew Stafford. I know that uh, Kareem Jackson hit is being uh, reviewed, didn't get called on the field. Uh, this but. is not an injury related, but I would be surprised knowing the NFL if he plays the next game. The NFL is about escalating discipline. First game back, and he launches and lowers his head. Look, that rules for his own protection. It's Josh Dobbs cleared the blue medical tent. It's not good for Josh Dobbs either, but who that rule protects is actually the defender. You don't want a guy to be paralyzed. And, you know, I'm not hating on Kareem Jackson. I just, from what I see, just, it seems like it was the old way of tackling. Like they taught you to, as a safety, you put your crown in the guy, but now it's, now it's not, that's the wrong way to tackle. So I mean, you can both ways that hard. I will be surprised if they don't take swift, swift action and he's out, he was out how many games this time? Four. I think he missed four, four games this time. Oh, then, uh, double check. Then he may be up for season at this point in time. Really? <clears throat> we got to look at the escalating yeah. system. Um, 
and and sorry, Kareem Jackson. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was four games. He last played October twenty second, and then this yesterday was his first game back. Sorry, Kareem Jackson. Two, the, two games. Two, two games. games, and he was fined um, almost. Okay, okay two games. So he's probably up for four games now. Okay, now I mean, in escalating, uh, I, I don't know. I take that back then. If he's out two games. Yeah. But here's the problem with this, Kareem Jackson. And it's optics. And what are the optics? Number one, you did it to a quarterback. On a national. On a yeah. single game. Yeah. On Sunday night football. Not buried at the West Coast 10 a.m. window with eight other games going on. Yeah. And maybe there's a highlight or two. And they talked about on the broadcast. He just got back from the thing. And then they also talked about the broadcast. There was no penalty on the on the play, which makes the league look bad that they're not adjudicating it. So. Yeah. I just would be surprised if he weren't suspended again. Like you said, they've been watching him. They said there was multiple plays before the ones that were um, injured that he was suspended that he had roughing and stuff. They've like done that. this before. Who's the guy that they um, – Pittsburgh linebacker for years. Um, they kept escalating discipline. James uh, – oh, James Harrison. James Harrison. They kept escalating discipline on him. Yeah. And, and they're going to make you comply. I'm not saying fair, right? I'm not being adjudicator. I'm just making the observation. And in the end, the biggest point it's for his own safety. Yeah. Is who it's for. Another uh, safety injury you want to mention Taylor Rapp. They said uh, positive news on him. All the tests came back negative uh, for his uh, neck injury that he was stretchered off for the Bills game. Now, here's another good news about that. This is why I would say judge the injury, not reaction. When we saw it, it was more from the side. It may have been more stinger. It's not a nothing. We have no issues with the spine board, no issues with the ambulance. But the word was he didn't even go to the hospital, which is kudos to the medical staff for taking a secondary look at him, not putting him and his family through the hospital. They assessed him in the light of day. They probably looked at video. When they run on the field, they don't have the benefit of video right. like we do. And I said, okay, this one Let's take the collar off. Let's check him. Do we need to go to the hospital, et cetera, et cetera, and let's not overreact. Overreact in the moment is great. I'm not against that. But they took a step back and, and looked at it again, so he didn't even go to the hospital. It was, rumor, it was slightly delayed. They, there was another guy that they were attending to on the field. He was on the side, and he eventually collapsed on the side. So it did look a little worrisome. To start. And, you know, who can blame them? They're a little still shell-shocked yeah, from sure. previous situations. Yes. I mean, can, who can blame them? Can we just stop the cutting to DeMar Hamlin? Like, we all know what happened to him. You don't got to show him on camera every time someone goes down and gets stretched off. Like, well, give him some privacy. I know he's on a public NFL field, but come on. He seemed emotional, so it doesn't seem right I, I I get that, but are we really expecting TV not to show Taylor Swift no. and the parents tonight? I mean, <laughs> I get it, but come on, <laughs> give the guy a break. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to me, I think there should be like a, a maybe someone already has it. The, the cool kids on social media back in the day, you'd have a drinking game. How many times this, that, the other? <laughs> yeah. How many times? Like, like imagine if you said how many times said Patrick Mahomes' name, Jalen Hurts' name, or yeah. Taylor Swift. They were, or a cutaway is is to Taylor Swift is worth X. Yeah, if you if you draw Taylor's name game. out of there, you are done. <laughs> that's a dangerous game. <laughs> uh, piece of the week, I got Matthew Stafford taking that huge shot to the ribs, and he tweeted it. Doc uh, came right back. I mean, he played through the game with that thumb, didn't miss time. It was a little inaccurate start, but got better as, as late in the game. I mean, yeah, Josh Dog took a head and came back but matthew stafford's got to be the clear winner go you'll insert the video in here yeah look at the yard marker 
He's looking downfield. He takes a shot to the abdomen. He's standing there. If anything, his momentum's going forward. This is like out of the Matrix movie. He is knocked back 10 feet. Over three yards, he gets knocked backwards from a shot as he's doubled over in the abdomen. Look at the video here. He's thrown across the room, and he continued. It's like amazing. If I'm not mistaken, I think they ran that uh, delayed flea flicker play that worked for USC the day before, and I think it's 2-2 at well, and he gave it back. That's why the defender had like a five-step run up to hit him. And his eyes were downfield, yeah. and he was still in the pocket, Matthew Stafford. But the play itself is brutal. Right. But look at the yardage markers. He's... <laughs> across this conference room table blown from one side to the other yeah it's like crazy and, and still got up and hobbled to the sideline no <laughs> no cart no nothing and played the next play yeah, i mean they didn't miss, a snap. didn't miss a snap <laughs> so you got to give him beast of the week there yeah. all right thanks for watching i apologize for the voice and the thing and uh super bowl replay here yeah. sort of um my son will be watching we got family pictures but we'll be done in time up with the grandparents, et cetera. It'll be fun. Uh, and then we're on to week 12 of the NFL and happy Thanksgiving to all.